on Sports Day. For the first time this year, if you don't mind, he'll join us each and every Monday night with the news of the day. The best in the business, SEN's Chief Sports Reporter is Sam Ebben, live in the studio. Sammy, thanks for stopping by. Kane, great to be here and great to be back with Jared as well. I can move on with 2024 now. All is right with the world. What can you tell us about Taron Thomas? We'll get into it, shall we? Because the report this afternoon from Tom Morris over at Channel 9 was Taron Thomas has received an 18-week suspension from the AFL. May very well be right. One of the best. While we're speaking of the best, Tommy Morris. And we would expect him to be correct. He's also reported, though, this afternoon that the AFL Commission has approved the penalty and that it would be served in its entirety. So no Mm. element of suspended sentence. 18 weeks, that's it. Now, we can only present the facts to you as we understand them at the moment. Kane, Jared, and, of course, the Sports Day listenership. I've been in contact with the AFL for much of the day on this, certainly both before and after Tom's report. I've given the league every opportunity. As of a few moments ago, a spokesman down there maintained the investigation is ongoing. We haven't made a final determination yet. North Melbourne have repeatedly told me the investigation is ongoing. They've been told nothing. And the Taron Thomas camp, specifically his management company, Players Inc., say the investigation is ongoing and they've been informed of nothing regarding a sanction. If, in fact, it was wrong, do you think the AFL would take a different approach? If it was wrong, if it was clearly wrong, don't you think think the spokesman for the AFL would come out strongly and say that's a load of rubbish? I don't know. I can only present. I mean, it's been widely expected for some time that Thomas is facing a lengthy suspension. And and maybe it's no surprise under something like the AFL's all encompassing bringing the game into disrepute or conduct unbecoming. We know that Thomas and his legal team faced two hours of questioning by the AFL Integrity Unit at AFL House recently as well. This is repeated behaviour concern. He's undergone all the education programs North Melbourne can throw at him. Yep. And they have taken that seriously. That hasn't been a box-ticking exercise by the footy club at all. And in fact, I'm told North Melbourne has brought everyone into the tent on this, the league, the PA, the, the players' manager. So that would perhaps point to an exasperation from the AFL and potentially a long penalty. But Kane, I'm not sure what you think. Whether it's 18 weeks or 8 weeks or 12 weeks, I think his AFL career is as good as over, and it'd be an enormous shock, A, if North Melbourne gave him yet another chance, and secondly, the rest, the other 17 clubs, who some of them considered trading for him only a few months ago mm. and thought the risk wasn't worth it, they're going to be less inclined now, um, if not inclined at all. So I don't think it really matters what the suspension is at the end of the day in terms of his playing future, which sadly, beyond 2024, looks like it's in serious, serious so, doubt. So I agree with... Most of what you said, I think his career at North Melbourne, even if it was a two-week suspension, and enough's enough with everything that they he has put the club through. I, I thought they should have made this call, as we discussed on this program 12 months ago. That that was where yep. I was at with him 12 months. And then there's this one. So any um, you know proof that he has acted in a way that he's not representing, representing the North Melbourne Football Club, that's it for, for North. So done there. But I'm not as sure that another club wouldn't get sucked into well, picking him up. Okay, well, let's workshop this for a second yeah. then. So we and are it talking be, about... It wouldn't be 17 others, but there will be a, there'll be one or two. Okay. So we're, we're talking about a, a serial offender in this regard. He's not a problem gambler. This is this is one of the worst allegations that can be labelled at a, at, a, at a person. And we are talking about an organisation, a business, that is an AFL club that has a high proportion of its members... Um, who would be female. In many cases, there are many females on the board. Uh, you would think a club would be willing to take the risk. We, there's no secrets here. Everyone knows. It's, it's eyes wide open. So you're telling me a club would be willing to take the risk. Uh, and it, what a risk it would be because if the player did transgress again, in this case, Taron Thomas, the blowback for the club 
to take him on, I think, would be enormous mm. and one that I don't think clubs would be willing to take. Yeah, I say that with, look, I don't have the details of the latest one. I don't think anyone's got the details of the latest one. Clearly, it is serious for it to be an 18-week suspension. But it would not shock me if there was one or two clubs that would... Um, I think they'd want to see some behavioural change. Like, I don't think it would be an instant at the end of the season, bang, you're picked up. But halfway through next year... And I keep referencing Tyson Stengel. Now, different indiscretions, I get it. Mm. But they were multiple indiscretions. They were serious. They were, uh, he was arrested. They were to do with the law. And Geelong picked him up. And he turned out to be an All-Australian Premiership player. Now, that wasn't in relation to how he was treating people. But they were serious allegations that, if it happened again, would have looked pretty ordinary on Geelong for picking him up, considering his history. But they did. And it worked out well. Now, there's been other examples that haven't worked out so well that clubs have taken um, the risk, you know, Harley Burnell and, and players mm. like that in the past. But, Jared, I don't know what you think. I think the, the, the talent of this guy, he's 23, I think, perhaps about to turn 24, yep. Yep. would seduce a couple of clubs. I think you're right, Kane. Although there is uh, one example, the Swans picked up a kid with pick 38 or 9 about three or four years ago who uh, transgressed yep through the COVID period over in WA. In the hub, yep. And, uh, and hasn't been picked up again, but clearly he'd already shown that he had plenty of talent. But uh, this bloke is a, you know, he's, he's a genuine All-Australian mm. talent, if you like. And I, I, I'd be surprised, uh, depending on what comes out, I guess, over the next mm. uh, month or so, as to the transgressions, I'd be surprised if, if someone else didn't, at least look at him strongly. And you're speaking, you're referencing Elijah Taylor there yep. back in, in in the Perth hub who um, who had some domestic violence issues. And and look, we don't know, Kane, the exact um, allegations here pertaining to the most recent one, other than to say this is repeat behaviour. So I think there's an element of that as well and perhaps an exasperation from, uh, from the AFL. Mm. Um, the SSP deadline day today. Just a couple of quick things here. Ethan Phillips, I know people follow this really closely. A uh, lot of speculation. Officially unveiled as a hawk. He's an intercept defender, of course. So that in the wake of James Blank, as unfortunate as it was, his, his ACL and season uh, ending injury. But a great story out at Richmond, isn't it? Uh, the Auckland-born Kiwi Colossus I'm rolling with, Jared. <laughs> Kiwi uh, Colossus. Kiwi Colossus. Nice alliteration. He's a big unit and he's not scared to throw his weight around either. Uh, it's a Mike Helty Lafau who beat out Mitch Schofield for that spot. As I say, he's, uh, he's a strapping. Uh, he's been part of, obviously, uh, the Melbourne Storm NRL development program historically. Been on the VFL list at, uh, at uh, Richmond for the last couple of seasons, training since November. So a uh, good result for him. And there's a new Sellers in town as well, Tyler Sellers down at, right? at North Melbourne. Mark no relation. Happy. Yeah, no relation. Um, 20 years of age, kicked three goals in a recent Ruse Interclub. And Sam Sofranides, who was up Really dropped in at really short notice at Essendon as a potential replacement. Uh, unlucky to miss out at Collingwood, as it were. That's what took him to the hangar. But he's been unlucky at Essendon as well because he's been overlooked. And I'm told Kane Baldwin's foot injury down there, perhaps not as initially uh, bad as initially feared and not considered season ending. So Essendon are going to keep that list spot open until mid-season, Kane. Be some amazing uh, stories, people coming from outside of the normal recruitment. Mike Pike, I think, is a classic one. Uh, Hunt for yeah. the Gold Coast yeah. was... Was a ripper. I see he's a coach in his own right in rugby league as we speak. Um, who was the other rugby union player uh, who was eventually suspended? Had Israel Folau. Israel Folau. Yeah. I was disappointed he left the AFL, and I was disappointed he was kicked out of rugby league at rugby union because he was just a fantastic player.
And the Western Bulldogs have got form in this area, Kane. They're going down the path of potentially recruiting another cricketer. We know another. 10 Ooh. months ago, James O'Donnell was plucked from, well, Premier Cricket Obscurity, basically, as a Cat B rookie. They've identified the Victorian leggy Will Parker, who is out of contract at, at, at cricket levels, has played four Shield games for Victoria, but none for probably the better part of yeah. three years now. They've got some interest from Collingwood as well, but the Dogs really interested in taking Will Parker uh, into the kennel. Now, They've done played, well, haven't they? Alex Keith yep. is another cricketer. Indeed. For the he, dogs. he played TAC Cup in 2019 for the Eastern Rangers and was said to look promising before choosing cricket. So might be full circle for Will Parker at the dogs or potentially Collingwood. All right, I've got a couple of questions regarding coaching contract situations for both of you. So Adelaide Chief Executive Tim Silvers says over the weekend that positive discussions have taken place around a contract extension for Matthew Nix, but he says the club is in no rush. Jared, should the club be in a rush to sign Matthew Nix before round one? No, not in a rush. No, he'll get signed up without doubt. I noticed uh, a few of the uh, boys in SEN over there in SA were a little bit uh, <laughs> sensitive as to Gary's commentary about this. But what's the rush? I mean, he'll get they'll get it done. They'll sign him up. Nick's he's done a fantastic job on the rebuild. I don't think there's any doubt. Save for a uh, very average goal umpiring decision, he would have played finals footy this year. I don't think there's any rush. What do you think, yeah, Kane? Well, that's the that's my feeling. I wouldn't be offended if they waited until the halfway point no. of the year. It's just there, there is no one coming to poach Matthew Nix right now. You've got him for eight, nine months. You've got him for the full yep. season. Would he ideally, so he could sleep better at night, be stitched up to a contract like Michael Voss just got? Of course, but you've got to do the best thing for the club. You've got to protect yourself. If they start horribly, and they go five years under Nix with no finals and they go backwards like Fremantle did last year mm. after taking real positive strides, you look a bit foolish for signing him up now. So I think it's the exact right approach. Yep. I think the language they're using is excellent. Positive discussions. We see him as a long-term coach for the club. We like what he's done, but we're in no rush. Sammy, yep. agree? How many times have we had this debate, do you reckon? Yeah. At least a dozen times. Think, I no, I disagree. Thought... But I disagree. But using your formula or your approach here, let's run it through. So they do mm. have a, a, an ordinary start to the season, and they're 3-8. and eight. They might have a few injuries and a few suspensions, and things just don't work for Matty Nix, and we know the yep. footy world can conspire against you. What? So we just don't renew it? We, we well, look elsewhere? We no, no. You're, 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 you're probably... Yeah, Make a decision to sign through. him anyway, but you you make it even knowing that, which is is ratifying his position even more so. Right, but if you know he's the right man now, and you know he's the right man then, do you not? Isn't it just not as Brian Cook would say the right thing to do? And you sign him, you back your right. man, you back. I your just person. think information changes. How could you be sure that he's your guy? Like it's, it's different to different to Voss. It's a different Voss question, right? Are they sure? All, are they sure well, though? They may be sure. Now, well, they may be seventy-five percent sure that he has a go, but we just like what a else bit would more they information. need? So, what else would? We've what other eight, information? We've got eight months of him under contract. There is no rush. There's no other club coming to steal him. I'd like to see how we start the year, and that's the reason we're in no rush. Now, if they start poorly, you sit back and you go as a board. Let's watch this didn't, unfold. Didn't, didn't we? Didn't we handle that well? Yeah, but Thank what, goodness, what extra information uh, uh, since he's taken over in twenty twenty four years ago? What, what extra information are you looking for? Performance. Team performance, development, improvement. So they've got to be are they eight and one? Are they nine and zip? Are they ten and zip? Oh no, you gotta be you gotta be better than fifty fifty. You gotta be on the path to playing finals. That, that's that's the benchmark for them. That, that's that's the way which I is, would which see is it. which is which did we not get that evidence last year that they're on the path to playing finals? But they didn't. I mean they they were in a position I thought it was a bit of a wasted season last year. They were in a position multiple times to mm. really cement their position in the eight that they didn't do that. 
they're all in now. They've had some big recruits. They've had some great draft picks who have been on the list for a couple of years now. Well supported with veterans like Smith and Laird and Walker. And, and everyone would believe that they're ready to go. Now I think they will be. And the decision will be easy. And that will happen probably in the first you know, quarter of the year. But if it doesn't go well, you sit back and you absorb more information. And what I would say, though, is that for Tim Silvers to speak on the record finally is a great thing because I think it, what is so important is clarity. And I thought Port Adelaide handled it in a very difficult situation last year. The degree of difficulty through the charts. And I thought they handled that really well. Mm. Why? Because their communication was upfront. It was early. It was clear. And they stuck to it. Whereas over at Adelaide at the moment, we've had all sorts of speculation that's tied to the new facility and it's tied to this and tied to that. Well, finally, they've come out and said, we think he's our guy, basically, Kane, but we're in no rush. Well, at least now, finally, we've got some some official word from the club because the speculation already, and we're only 19th of February, was starting to spiral. 